In this two-part series on Through the Water Cycle, a show on Xylem Solving Water podcast, a group of experts from across the company share non-clogged solutions available to solve the latest challenges water utilities are facing, including the impact of system clogging due to social distancing and quarantine guidelines put in place in light of COVID-19. Part one focuses on the benefits of permanent installations, including intelligent pumping, 100% redundancy, and remote monitoring to keep employees safe at home. Here's the conversation. Thanks so much to the group for being here today on Through the Water Cycle, part of Xylem's Solving Water podcast. Clog-free pumping has become a pretty hot topic in recent weeks, considering the seeming scarcity of toilet paper in the U.S., Seems like it's more important than ever for water utilities to consider non-clogged solutions, both permanent and temporary, to reduce issues caused by flushing improper alternatives to toilet paper. Part one of this two-part series is focused on permanent clog-free pumping solutions, and we're really glad to have our guests join us to shed some light on the various resources and solutions available to water utilities to help maintain operations in a cost-effective way during this critical time. So before we get started, I think it would be great to kind of go around and introduce yourselves and what you do for Xylem. So Crystal, you want to start? That, and thanks for having me. Uh, I'm Crystal Zaman, and I am a senior manager of product management with Xylem. And I have been with the company just a little bit over 13 years, and all this time spent my time with uh, non-clock pumping. Great. Bob? Good day, everyone. Uh, I'm Bob Domkowski. I am an engineering consultant at Xylem, and I have a bit more than 35 years' experience in pump station design and solids handling pump selection. Welcome. Stan? Thanks, Amanda. My name is Stan Rokovich. I'm the submersible distribution manager and product manager for the Flight 2000 and 5000 series products. Uh, I've been with Xylem for just over 20 years. Great. And then Hunter? Hey, thanks, Amanda. Um, Hunt, my name is Hunter Powell. I am the product manager for the Godwin diesel-driven pump line for North and South America. I've been with Xylem for about 14 years now. Fantastic. All right, let's get to the good stuff. Um, but before we get into the uh, non-clog options water utilities have, um, Bob, can you kind of help our listeners understand What's been happening in the industry overall as of late, especially in light of the coronavirus situation? Sure, Amanda. The uh, COVID-19 has really negatively affected municipal wastewater collection systems, and that's specifically for the loading of non-dispersibles, or as we would call it, items that should not be flushed. And uh, those uh, loading has really increased dramatically. And there's kind of two reasons. One, of course, is the lack of toilet tissue in stores, which has uh, pointed the uh, rate payers towards other options, meaning uh, the non-dispersibles. And um, also fo- the, uh, following the cleaning and disinfection guidelines, the public has increased their mass consumption of uh, the paper towels and non-dispersibles. And unfortunately, those have been finding their way into the collection systems. And so what kind of impacts does this have? I mean, this situation where people are essentially putting things in the systems that shouldn't be there. Well, I think coupling, coupling the current loading with the uh, way back in 1992, EPAC, which came into place in 1996, which reduced water flow 
by all of our uh, facilities, the lack or the reduction of water and now the great increase in solids creates a, a, a really big differential in solids versus liquid. And uh, it becomes a big challenge for the uh, collection system operators to handle the influx of the uh, paper towels and, and non-dispersables that are ending up into the lift stations. Right, and and I, you know, this was interesting. I, I learned this, I mean, a little earlier on in my time at Xylem, but it's interesting to me because most people aren't aware that there are certain items, even that are marketed as flushable items that shouldn't actually be flushed because of the toll that they take on the system in general. Um, flushable wipes comes to mind. Um, clearly there's other materials now that people are having to resort to. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely can understand why at this time there's such a strain on, uh, on the infrastructure. Yeah, that, that's true. Uh, up until just recently, the uh, industry for non-woven fabrics had really not done a very good job in properly labeling and testing their products to determine if they are flushable. And uh, it's only been since uh, sometime in 2018 where they adopted a new code of practice, which was labeling properly. <clears throat> the uh, baby wipes specifically must have the do not flush logo on them. And then uh, products that do not pass their uh, assessment pathway, which is a residential municipal pathway for products to make it through the treatment system, that if uh, they do not pass through their now more rigorous testing, they must also have the do not flush symbol. And that symbol has to be now either on the top of the package or on the front side of the package, where before it was kind of buried on the backside where a general consumer would never see it. Uh, still, we are at the beholden to the ratepayer who uh, decides whether or not they will abide by that do not flush symbol and just merely flush it down the toilet. Sure. So moving into permanent clog-free pumping solutions, Crystal, what, you know, what's the first or most important thing you want our listeners to know about this? Uh, I, was, uh, I was just listening to Bob and I was just thinking about some of the recent conversations that we have held with customers. And, and even, uh, even, you know, when you, when you look in uh, what is in the media, we see so many of those pictures and, and uh, various utilities outreaching to the consumers just with, with the mes messages clear, right? Just if it's, you know, other than toilet paper, just don't flush it. And then they show those pictures where there is anything, rubber gloves, you know, there is, there is just like, and I'm not going to go into details, like you can try to imagine yourself, but it's, it's just like lots of stuff which is being flushed, which is, you know, it should go to the garbage. And, and that's, that's what's causing the problems. And, and it's even, you know, we, we're talking about solid handling pumps and, and, you know, the less water in a system in general, but it's the stuff is just getting stuck in everywhere, in, in pipes, in valves, and, and including the pumps. And even, even interesting was that the station that had the trash racks installed, the operators, they didn't want to, you know, clean those trash racks. It's just a nasty job. And then, you know, we were, we were discussing with customers, like, why are you doing this? That, you, you know, we can provide you with clock-free pumps. We can provide you with pumps and give you clock-free guarantee. 
which means basically that uh, you know we are so confident in our pump pump design that we will send our employee to clean it if it really happens to clog. So, so this way, the pumps can push all this material forward to the to the wastewater treatment plant, where they have actually influence screening stations, where they have automated systems that pick up the trash and remove it from the water. So, so that's that's kind of how a well operating system should work, and that kind of took me to this, uh, uh, you know, non-clock uh, pumping design, but. But yes, like this, uh, this has been like a big, big nightmare with our customers. So, so I mentioned that uh, you know we have we have been doing some outreach to the customers, sure. to those who have problems, and and just to touch base with them, um, mm-hmm. because of now you know different regions have the you know the COVID regulations, and 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 I think that we are all have to work with limited resources and some of the regions are hit harder than others. But I think that there is this overwhelming concern about our employee safety. And, you know, when we call to those municipalities and ask them, how can you, how how can we help you? The first Mm -hmm. thing they say is that, can you just automate everything? (laughs) Can you just automate everything? And and then, you know, kind of thinking about it that we, we actually can, we we really, you know, or at least we can we can do a lot to improve those systems. Sure. So maybe we could talk a little bit about that, right? I mean, we've we've talked about remote monitoring and some of our other podcasts. And so here we are at, at a point where you're actually there's this broader desire to try, try to keep employees safe, um, um, respect the social distancing uh, legislation or the, or the um, uh, shelter-in-place bills that have been passed. And, um, you know, but water utilities are an essential business. So how, uh, you know, what are some things that Xylem is offering to our customers to help them maintain employee safety at this time? So I could, you know, jumping back to this pump station topic again, and and why is the clock-free pumping so important? So if the pumps will be able to operate without clogging longer periods of time, it means that no one needs to go to pump station to clean it. The pumps will just turn on and off. They do what they are designed to do, and nobody needs to go there. So basically, they can stay at home with their families or take care of other essential business. And, and that's why, you know, we in flight, we have been really emphasizing the importance of the hydraulic design, the importance that, uh, you know, we have done tons of testing. You can do, go to YouTube and kind of pull out like a flight clock free testing and you can see all kind of fun stuff being put in, you know, through the pumps. But that's all part of this product development and innovation that we do to, you know, because of it didn't just happen just randomly, right? Because of there, is, there is a lot of work being uh, put into this and improvement and improvement and improvement. So, so that's, that's definitely a big part of it. And the other part of it is controls. 
because of, um, you know, there are basic on and off operating pump stations, but the age of digitalization and, you know, we need to know more about the pump station, right? Because of, you know, if there are, you know, some basic alarms and, and nobody will be able to go to the pump station, like even, you know, how would we even know, right? But if the pump station is, you know, connected for remote monitoring, there is there are SCADA systems, uh, the operators can log in through internet, they can log in and check the pump status through their iPhones, iPads, and that's, you know, even the basic stuff to, to make sure that the pumps are actually working. Are they on, you know, are they, mm-hmm. are they operating, you know, condition, you know, any leakage, temperature, you know, like very, very basic stuff. And, and then mm-hmm. you can, you can some, you know, do some, some regulation on that. And I think that in, in this, you know, like I said, this automation piece, that it's actually not very complicated to do. And with, with Xylem, now, like I mentioned, that we have been, we have been really focusing on, on customer concerns and thinking and brainstorming, like, what can we do to help them out? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, can we, can we put those machines out there? And we, we did look at our inventory. So we have inventory, you know, what we have, what are our production capabilities? Our production factories are running 100% and, you know, knock on wood in this because of, you know, we really, you know, it's, it's really important that we manage all the safety standards and everything to keep our people safe in our facilities. But, but also, yeah, we, we need to make sure that we are in full operation, that we can, we can support our customers and, you know, and, and I keep on telling about our customers, but in reality is that we live in those towns, we live in this municipality. So they're really, what we are supporting, we're supporting our neighbors and our communities. And I think that that's, that's another very important part why it's so important for Xylem is that, mm-hmm. that actually, you know, it's our communities. That's yeah. what we, that's what we support. I mean, it is it is great to be able to kind of live the mission, especially in one of these most critical times um, where everything's just, you know, so crazy right now. Um, okay, so then look, permanent solutions for anti-clog. You've mentioned that there's this automation piece of it, which is which is obviously highly sought after, but. Let's let's talk a little bit about the actual solutions that we have available for these customers, um, or you know, other folks that are interested in learning about what kinds of anti-clog solutions we have available for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our biggest uh, clog <laughs> clog fighter is our flight N pump, and we also recently launched Concerter, which is our intelligence pump. And the beauty with concerter system is that before I was mentioning the controls and pumping as a separate pieces, in concerter they are built in together. So the concerter pump has lots of uh, functions, money, you know, built in uh, that includes like their clog resistance. One of the things it does, it, it has a capability of freeing itself from clog. Uh, but uh, you know, but it, it also connects 
to the SCADA system. And, and again, you know, this remote monitoring piece in there is very important. And we have this pump, and I, and I think important is to say it also that we have these pumps in, in our inventory and we, we can, you know, ship them out today, tomorrow. Uh, to be on site and to to be able to install immediately. And if if we don't have something in stock, we can always deploy our rental solution. So we have a rental bank, and and I think that that is <laughs> Hunter and Stan will be covering this a little bit later. Yeah. But uh, but you know, I think it's important to to kind of know that you know whatever the whatever the problem is that we we work together and we can provide these solutions uh, whatever it takes and mm -hmm. where, you know wherever we need to pull this stuff out from that's that's great and I think you know hunter you're uh, you're you also have um, a permanent solution that that you're real familiar with if you can kind of share with our um, listeners what that is in addition to the the solutions crystal just went over yeah, absolutely. So Crystal mentioned the, the in impeller, the in technology and the conserter pump. And that's typically, that's a, that's a submersible pump. So that's going to be your, your permanently installed kind of duty pumps. And if you think of a, a traditional lift station, you would, you would have these electric driven pumps and you would have a generator on site so that if you have a power failure, the generator can turn on and keep the pumps operational. Well, what we've, we've started doing is we've actually taken that same in impeller and we've installed it in a diesel driven pump. So it's a suction lift pump. It looks very similar installed as a generator would, but now it functions as a completely redundant backup to your entire system. So if you have a control panel failure or a level transducer failure, any, you know, if you need to do maintenance on the pumps or if you simply have a power failure, um, you already have a, a bypass capable pump on site that's, independent from the power grid, it's independent set of controls. It's a true 100% redundancy, not just, you know, backup power. And it's using that same sort of technology. So you're getting, you can get that, that non-clog technology that you like in the submersible pumps. You can also get it in your diesel driven backup. Wow. I mean, I think, again, I think these options are, are great for um, our audience to be aware of. Um, I, you know, I think in this, time with COVID-19, it's really easy for people to focus on some of the negatives that they're experiencing in the situation. Um, but in, in your view, you know, I could toss this out to the group, but maybe Bob, you can lead us off. Um, in your view, are there opportunities that have um, come out of this situation for utilities with respect to permanent solutions? Oh, certainly. I think it doesn't take uh, but checking the internet and searching about um, utility clogs that uh, there are dozens and dozens of, of recent stories that I think the utilities are trying to get out uh, by speaking to their local newspapers and, uh, and news uh, outlets to try to really bring forth the idea or the concern they have over the amount of, of uh, I call it modern trash that is coming down the uh, collection systems these days and what a challenge it is to them to try to maintain their, uh, their pumping equipment. So uh, um, there's no doubt this is a significant challenge for virtually every utility um, just because of what I've spoken to earlier about the, uh, mm -hmm. 
that's being uh, brought in. And I, and I think the other thing that is really not, not understood by the, the uh, rate payers is that um, the combination that many times uh, fog, fats, oils, and greases uh, readily get into the collection system introduced. And uh, the non-woven sheet goods are wonderful filtration products. Sand grit, biological material, and uh, fog, and increases the surface tension. And now those materials can agglomerate together very readily. And mm -hmm. uh, pipelines, valves, and conventional solids handling pumps. So um, there's a, a friend of mine who made a statement that the uh, fog is the mortar and wipes are the bricks, and that's what's forming all these large masses inside of collection systems. So uh, there's a great opportunity. Uh, for utilities to move away from a traditional solids handling pump, which basically the, the design of that solids handling pump in many occasions is from work by Mr. A. Baldwin Wood, I'll give you a history lesson from 1915. And mm -hmm. it's still carried forth today by many, many so-called solids handling pump um, manufacturers. But they really need to move to a more modern technology for handling um, today's wastewater. Wow, that's really interesting. And this public education piece, I think, is a is a positive side effect, right? I mean, like I said earlier, um, well, I'm part of some local community mom groups, and so um, especially when my daughter was young, I'd be on there in conversations and talking about things like baby wipes and stuff that go down into the system that are not supposed to go down into the system, and just the shock of of these women um, about not they weren't supposed to flush that stuff, even the flushable ones. Um, so I think that, you know, what you're saying is, is great opportunity for the utilities to talk about all these things that can um, be really difficult to move through the system um, and cause issues. And, and now, you know, hopefully after all of this, um, after all this ends someday that we'll have a, a more educated public that will um, take it easier on our systems moving forward. Mm -hmm. Any other opportunities? I'm sorry. There have been uh, uh, several studies that have actually been done uh, where utilities have tried a, uh, a composite public awareness campaign with um, ratepayers, uh, bills, having flyers, as well as having 30-second uh, spots on uh, cable television, and they've been able to demonstrate up to about a 24% reduction in loading to their pump stations. Unfortunately, it's also been noted that once the utilities don't have a bottomless pit of money to be providing these, and within six to nine months of ending these programs, their loading goes nearly back to 100%. Mm. So ratepayers need to constantly be prodded and uh, when I've spoken around the country on this subject, I always include something that's free for utility people in the audiences. If they were to start a, um, you know, kids want to get out of class wherever they can at, say, 7th, 8th grade growth science, take a, take a trip to the treatment plant. Mm -hmm. Remember the smell. And uh, <laughs> two, they can be directed as to maybe you talk to their parents what they should or should not be flushing because... Hopefully, just a few precocious youngsters might be able to make a change in their household. And that's great. That's, that's interesting. I know our um, 
our water treatment, wastewater treatment plant um, operations here in Milwaukee, they offer tours to the general public. And I, I think they have a, a program with the Freshwater Sciences College here as well. So it's definitely, it's definitely an option for, for some of us. Yes, exactly. On our show, In the Field with Gould's Water Technology, the latest series covers tips and trainings for small business owners. Listen to all five episodes of the Small Business Toolbox series wherever you get your podcasts. And Bob, you were um, you, you mentioned you were presenting uh, about this topic, and you're a member of a couple non-dispersible committees, actually. Um, can you just kind of give us some more of the high points of what you've been you know, talking about with these folks? Sure. Um, I'm a member of the Water Environment Federation uh, Non-Dispersibles Task Force, and uh, that's been uh, in place for a bit. And then um, at NUIA, New England Water Environment uh, Association, uh, I am on the Collection Systems Committee, and I chair the uh, Non-Dispersibles subcommittee there. And um, we... uh, basically try to work with, um, uh, basically try to keep abreast of what's happening in the non-wovens manufacturing side, um, try to influence uh, the non-woven industry to more rigorous testing and making sure that they, they properly uh, label their products as flushable or non-flushable, I should say. Uh, try to monitor and understand the challenges, the utilities, um, understand methods, mm-hmm. Uh, benefit ratepayers education reducing hopefully the collection system challenges uh, be educated in the latest uh, practices best uh, best practices on the market uh, or basically uh, try to lessen the amount of items that should not be flushed and uh, develop information position papers to assist municipalities so we have a number of, of charges and, and things we, we're trying to uh, keep track of and on top of and um, hopefully we all work together to try to uh, mitigate the loading that utilities are sending. Wow, that's great. I mean, thank you for, for doing that and representing Xylem and, and sharing your expertise with us here today as well. I just thought it would be interesting if, if any of you have some personal experiences or words of encouragement, pieces of advice that have kind of helped you um, in this situation over the past several weeks or, or things that, you know, you want anything specific you'd want our customers to know other than that, you know, we're here for them and we have, um, uh, ways to help them in this situation, um, that you think would be valuable to share with our listeners. I think that's something for Crystal. Yes, sure. I was thinking about the, what has helped, uh, helped me. First of all, personally, because of, uh, you know, we, we are confined between our, our four walls in here. But, but I think that, uh, you know, just reaching out to people and to know that you're not alone, uh, you know, that helps on a personal level. But I think it also helps on a professional level that there are, you know, we have lots of modern technology nowadays. Of course, we can just pick up the phone and, and call our colleagues and, and maybe also, you know, the same with utilities, right? That there, there are, if you are, you know, facing some kind of issues, some challenges, you know, call your neighbor or contact your neighboring utilities. 
you know, see how they're doing. And, and maybe even you don't have to wait until you have a problem. Just reach out and, and just mm-hmm. have this, this collaboration and community and, and indicate that you, you are there for them. And, and I'm sure that they, they want to be there for you also because of, um, you know, the, the issues mm-hmm. that we are seeing, you know, again, the clogging, you know, the need for remote monitoring, these are, these are the same everywhere. And, and sometimes, you know, some utilities have it already solved. Uh, I'm sure that they are glad to share their, their experience, how they did it. And, and also same, you know, reach out to your, your uh, partners who your suppliers are, you know, people like, you know, we are, we, like Xylem, like reach out to Xylem <laughs> and, <laughs> and other people like that, mainly Xylem. But no, but sometimes we feel that, you know, there's all this mountain of responsibilities sitting on our shoulders. And if we keep it too much inside, it can become mm-hmm. very overwhelming. But reaching out to others, I think it's really, really important. And this is, you know, on the personal or for any, any other reason I, I think that would be my my thought in that i mean that's so so crystal to, to go off that as well i i um you know to your point reaching out to our our distributors um especially with new york with COVID 19 and and all that we've seen in the news and the cases um i've had calls with the presidents of our uh distribution partners up in north jersey and new york and we've set up daily calls uh to discuss uh, current events and ways that Xylem can help uh, with, with any and all of Xylem products, being it a, a flight pump or potentially a, a Godwin rental if needed. Um, and they've been great channel partners to work with. Um, and I think that communication um, has been key. Uh, we have several members throughout each of these distributors that we're talking to daily. And again, just showing our support to the community, to those distributors, um, and trying to support the best we can with Xylem products. Um, to that note as well, I'm also having uh, weekly calls with our, our council members just to get a perspective of, mm-hmm. um, you know, the situation we're facing today around the, around the country. And it's interesting to get a global, you know, a, a perspective from sure. our channel partners around the country as to what they're seeing, what's going on and how it's affecting, you know, their lives, their businesses, um, and again, what we can do is Xylem, I think just letting them know that we're there for them, uh, that our factories are still operational and we can get them products when they need them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a peace of mind that we can provide to them, you know, going through this, uh, you know, these current situations. So, Right. And, they, you know, they say knowledge is power. And I think when you share that knowledge with everyone and what you're seeing, experiencing in different um, parts of the country in different situations that only breeds more collaboration, more innovation. Um, and, and like Crystal said, the ability to know that there's somebody there that can help them, that they don't have to try to solve all this stuff on their own. Um, before we wrap up here, I would just say, uh, just ask if there's anything else about um, the clog-free pumping solutions that Xylem has, the permanent installations that you'd like to share before we wrap up and and maybe crystal you could also tell people where they can find some more information on on these things uh these products or if there's a place that they can reach out to their local um local reps to to get some more information as well 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, was, I was thinking about like a little bit reflecting and also on the question what you were think, asking before that what, what can we learn from this experience right, once it's over and what, you know, even, even there is, you know, I'm, I, I always like to think that there is something positive in everything, however bad it is. And I think that something positive we can learn from it is that, uh, you know, that we, we, we will all come out with a little bit more resilient out of the system and and even the utilities that they're suffering right now, I think that it's also they, they they have now ability to identify where are the weak points in the system and kind of what what are those actions that need to be taken in terms of like how you know, how can we become more resilient and resilient and, and kind of modernize our system, the the big need for automation and digitalization and kind of really seeing the the value for it in in a moment of crisis. So I think that that's what we are. We also call that turning the lights on, right? It means that we put the sensors in the system so we can remotely see. Okay, now, okay, this is something. What is happening? We we don't have to go and you know measure something manually, but we can we can see something from remotely. I think that that's that's something that we will get, you know, hopefully uh, out of this. But the, how to contact? Xylem, uh, easiest way is to go to xylem.com and we do have a general phone number there. There is an information of, on our Xylem Assist program, the COVID uh, response. I don't remember exactly what's the headline or how, how we, we call it, but, but that's the easy way. Uh, of course, you know, your Xylem contacts, who you interact all the time, like people like Bob, Stan, Hunter, myself, uh, don't hesitate to reach out. And, and if we don't know, you know, if, if we don't know the answer to your question, like I'm, I'm sure we have colleagues that do, and we know those colleagues and we will, we will figure it out from you. So yeah, never hesitate to reach out. And even, you know, even if you want to just chat, I mean, that's, that's okay also because of like working on remotely. And again, you know, we need to reach out. And, and yeah, you know, I think that's easy. You know, you still know any other number, go to Zion.com. But thanks, Great. Amanda. Thank you. Thank you all for your time and for sharing this really important information. I look forward to chatting with you all again on temporary clock-free pumping solutions. The Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe 